The life cycle of the lobster has been an undercurrent of this show since the beginning, so I feel I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't mention that Florida's mini lobster season got underway last night. Wait, that's not right. Mini lobsters would probably confuse Cajuns looking for crawfish, where instead this is Florida's lobster mini season, which is a two-day season allowing sportsmen and scuba divers to get in the water and grab some lobsters before the big commercial season opens at the end of August. You can't get as many as you want. Instead, in the Florida Keys and other protected areas, you're restricted to six lobsters per person or 12 lobsters outside of those protected areas. So most people encourage the use of dead weight like seniors and kids so you can increase your lobster yield. But it's a little easier to grab lobsters during the mini season because there's many more lobsters around, especially with the destruction of all the commercial lobster traps from the hurricanes last year. And in Maine, it's a different story too, thanks to global warming and overfishing, which both seem to benefit the lobster. Global warming has increased the lobster's territory, and overfishing has reduced the number of cod, lobster's primary predator, making them the kings of the sea floor. So those little bugs are really starting to proliferate, just like they did in the 16 and 1700s, when there were so many lobsters around Massachusetts Bay Colony that they washed up on the beach in piles two feet high. People thought of them then as trash food, food for the lower class people and convicts. And that's not quite the case today. But the price of lobsters is dropping. So the next time you have a menu in hand, think about the surf and turf. Well, today we're going to talk about misogyny, tickle sticks, and hot lips while we pucker up and start joshing around. Even though I am a licensed scuba diver, I don't typically partake in lobster season. After the hassle and the expense of it all, I really just find it easier to go down to the seafood shack. But that might just be me getting older and lazier. In fact, I haven't been scuba diving since the hot air balloon ride on the cruise. Though I am tempted to just wade off ashore this year in search of lobsters because I got a new snorkel mask. In fact, it's a combination one and the same where the snorkel ports right off the top of the mask like I was one of the snorks. Now, looking at it, I have an iridium tint on it. Imagine Marty McFly trying to scare his dad back to the future. That's kind of how I look like under the water, but it is very freeing just to breathe as one mouth piece. Even with a snorkel mask that makes me look like an all-star, I'll still need more supplies if I plan on catching lobsters, namely a bag to hold them in and a particular stick to poke them out of their hidey holes. The stick they use is called a tickle stick, which isn't to be confused with what I got out of that adult vending machine as a kid. You'll need something to measure the lobsters with as well because they can't be too big or too small. Instead, they need to be just the right size to fit in the slot. With that in mind, you can't catch any pregnant lobsters. No, that's against the rules. If only because they'll talk your ear off with their aches, cravings, and nesting plans until the next thing you know, you're out of air in your dive tank. Now, please keep in mind that it's not my intent to sound like Mr. Isogenistic on this show. Instead, these are truly tongue-in-cheek jokes about the rise of women as power brokers in the world. Keep in mind that in hindsight, I was raised by two moms. Whoa. I think we have a hit on our hands. Somebody get the networks on the line. We've got a show to pitch about two parents, one working mom out hustling in the world while dad stays at home wearing mom's panties, pinning a column about gender politics in America today, and lovingly caring for the couple's daughter as best as he can. 
Thursdays, this fall on NBC, it's My Two Moms. Think we can get Paul Reiser attached? If you keep track of my history, then you'll remember one of my moms was really cool and would buy me copies of Playboy magazine when I was younger. For the record, one of those issues of Playboy magazine featured Karen McDougal, the playmate President Trump is accused of paying off to cover up an affair. Huh. Well, there's a shared experience between myself and President Trump, and while it may be a little creepy, some would say that shared experiences like that on a grand scale are going away. And while it may be true that Americans will never sit hand in hand watching another moonwalk again, and we won't all enjoy a series finale of MASH together, I'd argue that hashtags are allowing us to get even more connected with those things that we truly care the most about. Which isn't to say that some of this social stuff hasn't gone too far. Some days, while scrolling through the gram, it seems like I may as well be searching through someone's medicine cabinet, if not instead staring deep into their soul. Though I guess it matters more what's remembered, because much of what I see scrolling by that social screen I quickly forget. Yet I'm sure none of the masses watching MASH on that 4x3 SDTV would ever forget that suicide is painless let alone a nurse with a nickname like Hot Lips. Good Lord, could you imagine a nickname like that in a hospital today? Paging Dr. Ogenist. Dr. Ogenist, you're needed in HR. Stat. While the good doctor's out, it's time for us to end the show. Thanks for sharing in the experience. I hope I was able to make you laugh, even without the use of my tickle stick. Though tongue-in-cheek about Hot Lips, I trust I made moms proud. And while it said divers do it deeper, Apparently, wiki rabbit holes are no exception. Now remember, hashtag your hopes, dollar sign your dreams, and place an asterisk on your apprehensions while you set yourself free and fly until the next time we take a deep dive in search of more joshing around.